talking about practice. Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? Welcome to Mysore Magic, a weekly podcast where we explore the practice of Ashtanga Yoga. We take a look at the things that come up on the mat and beyond. We're your hosts, Pat and Abby. Well, we're back, kind of. And I we definitely took a lot of time to sort of process everything that was going on in the world with COVID and with Black Lives Matter and what we realized, and we also had just like stuff going on ourselves. And so we realized, we like released two podcasts and then we kind of took a pause because we were like, man, there's so much going on and we don't really know if this is going to add value. And we want to really keep the focus on the important things going on. But then we kind of realized that, you know, just because we are taking time to sit back and listen to the stories and the injustices that are going on, which we've been doing a lot of work there, it still is important to, like, keep up with some of, like, the fun stuff and the things that we enjoy at the same time. So it doesn't mean we have to, like, not do this. So I think also just... You know, it's been difficult. Like, I haven't had a job. I've we've been trying to figure out how to do this stuff. And, um, you know, I I think that eventually we kind of came to the thing of, like, we need, like, our projects. We want to continue to share with all the things that we love about this practice and explore it with you guys instead of just hanging back and um, not doing the work that we enjoy. So now we are back sharing Ashtanga with the people. How was your practice today? Uh, my practice was pretty good. I am working through a lot of my sort of like the junk that built up in my head over quarantine. I feel like I'm just like working through it now. And so it's like coming out in weird ways. But I feel like the past few days, the practice has been more even keeled and I've been able to kind of get back into like it not being like a dramatic practice. I've had some dramatic practices. I kind of feel a little more settled. I don't think dramatic practices are necessarily a bad thing. No, I don't think that they are either. But, you know, you get like a lot of them in a row and then you start beating yourself up in practice. It's like this whole thing. Yeah. So So. you're saying they're a little bit more quiet? Yeah, just a little bit more focused. Better energy. Better energy. Yeah. I feel like some type of fog is slowly clearing within my practice as well. My body hurts, but it, it's a usual. But Yeah, and I've realized, too, that I I mean, it might be the energy. So it's like I've – so in our community, we've got, like, a little, like, Facebook page where we kind of, like, talk about how practice is going. And I think it's always super interesting that – a lot of times, like, we have a lot of the same experiences within practice. Like, someone will come and say, like, they're feeling really anxious, like, not able to, like, breathe very well. And I was experiencing the exact same thing on, like, the exact same time. And so it's weird because it's, like, we influence the energy of the people around us a lot. You know what else influences energy? What? The moon. Tell us about the moon, Patrick. Well, we will talk about that later on. My practice has been kind of up and down and... I'm slowly realizing that, like, after I went back and listened to a couple of our podcasts, I realized that I was kind of depressed um, and that I, I wasn't really acting or moving or that maybe what's going on now has had a little bit more of an impact on me and just kind of, I was drained and it was weird. And, but 
it's nice when that fog kind of clears and you're able to see some of those things and you're able to look back like, whoa, I don't think I was, boy, I was not acting like myself or boy, I didn't feel like myself. Um, and I'm slowly starting to uh, feel like I'm back in my body and I'm moving the way I was moving. And I'm so yeah. it also uh, uh, fundamentally, I, I tend to get um, very in, uh, focused on a certain thing or a cer- certain type of thing. And I think that um, that can get me into trouble because I was focusing too much on a certain aspect as opposed to like the uh, the entire practice and just allowing myself to be myself and to practice the things that I know that I, that work. Do you find that like the, it's interesting that you say that, like, do you find that you find the same thing happening outside of your practice as well? Like, yeah. hundred percent. I think it's so cool how that happens. Like the things that we tend to, how we tend to show up like in our life will show up in practice, but it's such like a little like microscope on it. The mirror. Yeah. But it just, like, it highlights it to where you can kind of go through your life and, like, focusing just on the details of something and not the big picture or just the big picture and not the details or whatever it is. But it gets so much highlighted in practice because mm-hmm. you see the cause and effect a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. It's a symphony. It's not just one instrument. Yeah. Plus, it's just been nice to sweat and get back to a, a little bit more of an intense practice. Yeah, I mean, we were... We were practicing at home for a while and we were sort of talking about this last night where I felt like in the beginning when we were first doing this podcast, like I felt pretty good, but like I either A was in denial or, but really B, I was kind of excited that like everybody was in the same boat that I was in kind of like I was stuck at home. I didn't have a job, like all that stuff. And I was like kind of sad. And then this happened and I was like, oh, cool. I have friends. They're doing this with me. Mm. But then it, so then my like depression or whatever caught up with me later I think when you started to kind of step out of yours so we got I think that's part of what happened we got a little off denial is a good way to put it because I was in denial about everything that was going on Mm -hmm. yeah and I'm glad that we are like you said back at Ishala practicing even though it's like heat panels heat panels they are my favorite thing in the world (laughs) not my favorite thing you love you love it. I have to like not be under heat panels. I get too. I get so hot. I get too hot. You know, it's not my favorite thing in the world. Mm. Kranavasana. Mm. It's a bitch. Mm-hmm. But um, and you know, and you know how I was like, I can do it, but I gave it back. Totally false. I lost that shit. <sighs> I can do it, but I lost it. So it happens. We'll get it back. I did that. But I, I was I was talking to myself. I was like, you know the law of attraction and everything oh yeah i just gave it back i'm reworking it fuck that i lost it it's okay it's but it, right. you did it before that means that you can do it again yeah. and there's there's so much there's so much like mental stuff that happens with this practice mm. which i think also sometimes i feel like even with the moon days mm-hmm. it kind of sometimes makes me wonder is this like actually a thing or is it just like we, a collective energy that we all like think that it's a thing. And so then we kind of like make it be that, you know, the moon days. Yeah. Well, I think that, yeah, I agree. But I think that they're, they're built in there for multiple reasons. So whether or not they actually are a thing, um, I think that they're beneficial to a practice, especially a six day a week Ashtanga practice. That's true. I remember when I first started, I was like, why don't we take off moon days? Like, I don't notice anything. And then after, like, a few, like, 
after like maybe a month or two of doing that, it was like the moon day would come. And now I'm like, every time it's like approaching, I'm like, oh gosh, something's going on. Why do I feel so, you so gave, weird? You gave it that. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know like if it's. I love the magic of it ever since like the first, I was like, oh, you take off moon days. And then I did a bunch of research. I was like, oh my gosh. It's like, then I started paying attention to the moon and then I was like, I was like, wow, you really went down that rabbit hole. Yeah. I know. It's like, do we, I think that's like kind of the big question is like, is it like really a thing? Is it like actually whether or not it's probably good to take an extra two days off of our practice a week, a month or whatever. But outside of that, like, does it really do anything? Like if, if we decide to practice on moon days, for example, like, do you think that that would actually like cause more injury or whatever? Cause that's kind of like in, um, I think it's in Patavi Joyce's book where he talks about yoga mala and yoga mala, where he talks about practicing on a moon day, you're kind of crazy. And so you're more at risk to injuring yourself. And do we think that that's actually a true statement or do you think that's something that we just were like, okay, yeah, sure. That makes sense. Well, his famous quote to that was two planets, one place, very dangerous. <laughs> So apparently he thought it was dangerous. Um, and, you know, well, every single every single article that I've read um, always references back to Tim Miller's website on it. Or mm-hmm. not every single one, but, like, so many shalas, like Miami oh, Life Center. Back to this AYCT. one article um, from, you know, the Ashtanga Yoga Center out in, what, Encinitas? Mm-hmm. And it's just a, it's, it's a good breakdown on just basically that, uh, you know, all things of a watery nature, which human beings are 70% water, are affected by the moon phases. So because we're 70% water, we are, our bodies are impacted by how close the moon is to us. Yeah, well, when they're in alignment. Oh, when they're in alignment. Mm-hmm. You know, what the tradition is within the Ashtanga practice and uh, the holiday of a moon day or observing a moon day, traditionally the Ashtanga practice is practiced six days a week where your one rest day is a Saturday or whatever day that you choose it to be or whatever your teacher practices or your shala or your community, usually on that Saturday or whatever day, you probably will take an oil bath, which we'll get into later on. Mm -hmm. Um, But twice a month, usually falling around the 15th and the 30th, there is a moon day, a new moon and a full moon. I love, I mean, I love moon days. Moon days are kind of one of my favorite things. I love moon days too because I <laughs> firmly believe that it, you need another day's rest. Um, two days a week or one day a week to recover is not that much. Um, yeah, and you, it's like you get an extra, it's like a holiday. You get t- two holidays a month kind of. Where you get to stay up late. Yeah, you get to stay up late and I eat do. pizza or drink some beers or have a couple beers. watch late night movies. You don't have to get up at... 4 a.m. It's like a little holiday, you know, from practice. I also really like those mornings where you kind of just get to wake up and drink some matcha and listen to podcasts and kind of allow the day to come. I also feel really, really weird those days, but we'll kind of get into that later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just think it's funny, like, you're like, even your rest days seem like 
my like a, a work day to me sort of like get up and listen to podcast you're still so productive like my moon days are like so not productive like I lay in bed until like I have to get out I don't think you can give an overarching statement to every <laughs> single moon day because I feel like every single moon day is different some moon days I feel terrible some moon days I feel wonderful some are more productive I think that that's just how we organize life uh, yeah that's true so I thought the one of the coolest things was the Farmer's Almanac recommends that planting seeds at a new moon when the rooting force is the strongest and transplanting at the full moon when the flowering force is strongest. Um, and that can be um, referred to as apana or the exhale or prana, the inhale. So um, a lot of times the pranic energy is like the blooming of the lotus flower. So like you're, when you're breathing up, it's the blooming of it. And that's why I think we all like the, at least I prefer new or full moons, just because I'm I'm real heady and there's a bunch of breath up there. Well, see, I'm the opposite. Really? And there are people, yeah, I've talked to people that are the opposite. Like on the new moon, I'm more energized, and on full moons, I'm like heavier feeling. See, that is counterintuitive to most of the articles that we've read, though. I know, and I because mo- most of them will say like you know, and it kind of makes sense, like the light. The brightness would make people like be more like woo, but mm-hmm. it is the opposite for me. And there's someone else that um, I can't remember. I can't remember who I was talking to, but there's I've like met a couple other people that just in conversation have experienced like the same thing. I feel like most people probably experience it the opposite way than how I do, but there it does happen that way. I think, and it may might be related more to like the um, like my cycle. Absolutely. So it could be, you know, and so sometimes it, it's like the, you know, women's cycles tend to line up with the moon, especially when you're paying attention to it. And I think that rest maybe helps to align that or maybe because everyone in the room, who knows, but. um, Which absolutely um, matches up because women have a 28 menstrual cycle. Wow. With phases of fertility, just like the moon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. typically women bleed around either the new moon or the full moon, which is um, really, really interesting to me mm-hmm. that the nature aspects of that actually match up. Yeah. So I think that that probably has a little bit more of an effect on you than it would say me. Mm-hmm. But I find on new moons, I get a little bit more lethargic and introspective and like down Whereas full moons, I'm like, you know, things get very, very intense. And I feel like I lean more into my practice and then, like, realize that, yeah, a full moon's coming. Mm. Yeah. Mine's like the the full moon comes and it's like I start acting like a crazy person. Uh But, like, not in a good way. I'm, like, more emotional and more down and whatever. And then, like, the new moon, I'm, like, really feeling great. And that might be because, like, you know, it might be, like, more of the ovulation stuff's happening, which would make, that would make sense. And I think it's also interesting when you talk about women, especially with the moon, is that it's not just Ashtanga. There's, like, other, other, like, practices all throughout history, which I did not research to be able to tell you right now what they would be. <laughs> but I just this anecdotal from, like, me picking up on yeah. things. It's, like, there's um, a lot of things that are based around, around the moon. Mm-hmm. And, um you know, like the sort of like folklore and like witches and like all that kind of like magical stuff. Like there's definitely something important to humans in general about the moon phases 
you know, it's kind of like you said, the farmer's almanac. Like people notice that there's something going on. So well, it's since like, all the way back, yeah. Um, you know, the effects on ovulation, the impact on <laughs> sleep, and it's also been found that animals are more active during full moon. Hmm. Oh yeah, because it's like the, you know, the coyote howling at the moon and all that. I love that. Um, but it's also can have impacts on surgery and, uh, it can lead to increased birth, but I looked farther into that and, uh, the lunar phase doesn't actually induce labor. Really? Yeah. So that's, that is just a myth. Um, do you think that's like a, just a mental thing? Like there's no evidence that's like more babies are born on moons. I can't speak to that. I mean, I would tend to think so. If anybody out there like has some evidence on that, we'd be very curious to, but to see. <laughs> according to Duke Health, a change in barometric pressure may do the trick, which is why a storm may help a laboring mother along. Oh. But full moons, though, not so much. So interesting. I was born on a full moon. Were you? Mm-hmm. I looked it up. I was not, and that made me sad. Uh-uh. Just because a lot of like famous warriors and kings and stuff were born on full moons. But do you, were they, were they actually, or do you think that they like put it Just there because it that. made it sound more impressive? Well, you know, because I can't, like, I can't comment to the accuracy of that history, but I think it makes the story cooler. It does. I wonder about that sometimes where like people fudge things to like kind of make it be, be more like mystic or mystical or something where it's like, also oh, they're born on a full moon. I actually was though. You asked my mom. Do you know what moon it was? Uh, I don't know. The one in September? (laughs) Harvest? I don't know. I'm not sure what it is. Pink moon, hunter's moon, buck moon. I don't know. I have to look at it. Not sure. You should look it up. I feel like it's a harvest moon. Uh, no, I think that's October because that's the orange one, which is the pretty one. We're just going to look at that one. Well, okay. Um, I'm going to cut out like this part just because we're in a law. Well, let's go back to of like course you can't predict. Harvest moon. Boom. Was it really the harvest moon? Harvest moon. Okay, so the other part of the moon, so in Ashtanga, you mentioned this before, but just in case it doesn't floats, we rest on both the moons. So we don't practice. So along with like the six days a week. So really it's only like two weeks that you actually practice six days. Mm-hmm. If you think about it. So when people say like, Oh man, like that's so much. You're like, well, actually, really, it's only twice a month that it's actually six days in a row. Mm-hmm. And then if you're, then you can do the moon days. And then if you're a woman, sometimes you have some extra days off for ladies' holiday. Ladies' holiday. Well, taking holidays for this, I I stand by it. it. You make the most gains when you actually just take time to recover. And without recovery, there's not much improvement. So, mm-hmm. you know, I know that a lot of days I will feel better either the first day back or more likely the second day back after a uh, moon. Yeah, usually the second day back for me. Do you go back to like your just straight into normal practice after a moon? I do, Mm -hmm. but that's just because um, I, you know, that's how Taylor taught it. Or it's it's one of those things that like, you know, I just jump right back into the practice that I was doing. So do you not? Well, I think what I do is I'll tend to, like, for example, depends on what day it falls on. So if it's, like, in the middle of the week, then, yeah, I'm going to go right back to my normal practice the next day. So if mm-hmm. it happens, like, on a Tuesday, then, like, Wednesday I'm going to go back and do my practice. But 
if it like this past time it happened, the moon was on a Sunday, which is usually the day that I do second series. So like the beginning of the week and the end of the week is important to me. So the end of the week, I like to do um, primary series, you know, to kind of close yeah. out the week. And yeah. then at the well, at least on Fridays for lead. Right. Fridays are lead primary. Here. And then, yeah. And Sundays here, I practice second. And then the other. I always love that. Second series Sundays. Second series Sunday. And so, and then the rest of the time I do third series. So if it's, I don't like to just, after two days of rest, jump right back in that practice because it's like so hard. And so mm. I like to have that consistency of like opening up with second series. Very rarely. Although this year there's been a couple. Do you get those two days in a row off? Yeah. Well, it happened, I feel like quite a couple of times this year. Like, and I, I kind of actually Maybe. took this. From um, when I was in Mysore, Sharat, whenever the moon would fall on a lead class day, instead of just going back into like, um, so like if it happened on a Friday, for example, which is, or Saturday, mm-hmm. which when it was the day we did lead primary, instead of just not doing lead primary, he would move it to Friday. So you'd have less days of Mysore. And it didn't ever happen on um, lead intermediate days, which would have been Monday. But if it had, I would expect he would have moved the lead practice to the Tuesday. That's Mm -hmm. really, that's a really interesting way to do that or to approach it. Because like, I really don't like lead primary. I will do it, but it's like not, it's my least favorite practice of the week. And um, so I was like excited one time because it fell on a Friday and I was like, Mm -hmm. yes. And it got moved. And it got moved, so I had last days of Mysore. It's very important. Um, One of the things, or one of the quotes from Tim Miller, where he said, practicing Ashtanga yoga over time makes us more attuned to natural cycles. Observing moon days is one way to recognize and honor the rhythms of nature so we can live in a greater harmony with it. I thought that that was really, really nice. And uh, it makes me excited that maybe I am living more attuned to nature. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, if anything, that's, like, a good motivation to do it. I mean, okay, so, you know, what about that tale about, like, the emergency rooms? Like, there's more um, people in the emergency rooms on, like, a full moon. Like, a lot of anecdotal evidence from, like, my friends, even outside of Ashtanga, who are nurses or doctors, have, have, like, mentioned this, where they've been like, oh, yeah, that's, like, a thing. But is there anything that, like, says that's actually true? Or is that just, like, something we, like, think is? Because it's, like, extra energy. Well, yeah, it's speculated that the likelihood of injury during full moons is increased as a result of the intense energy going around. Um, All the studies that you kind of sent me and everything that was cited there, um, there was inconclusive evidence to that. But I've also, there was also other articles that cited the fact that uh, people who went into surgery on full moons tended to spend less time in in surgery or recovering after surgery in the hospital that they recovered quicker and were able to get out of there um which i tend to believe that or like to believe that uh going into you know hair on fire kind of like pumped up and then you get surgery and well you psych yourself <laughs> up and, and you get going and you you know pump I, yourself I up i've never and then been you're, psyched you're just, up to get surgery well neither would i but i've never had surgery like that yeah, but it's you. like it's one of those things that like it but think about it it's like i'm going into it i want to make sure that i'm ready to go i'm you know i'm all about it and then i feel like i'd be in a better uh mindset to recover after it i mean that's 
I could, I mean, I could see that, but just, I guess from my experience of like when I've been in the hospital, I guess there's just like not, maybe, maybe it's something I'll have to notice next mm-hmm. time, but well, like, hopefully I, there's not a next time. I've never, uh, like felt like I've had to psych myself. It's more just like, oh no, I can't eat anything for 12 hours before <laughs> this. Oh man, now, of I'm, course. T- now I'm tired and I'm really well, You've hungry. had more intense surgeries than I have, so I can't really comment on this. I just thought that that was cool in that if I ever do get surgery, I'm just going to start setting everything up on full moons. Yeah, you should. Like all big events in my one. life, I'm just going to make sure it's a full moon. <laughs> I mean, so I think the part of it that you said that I think is interesting is the you feel like, and I think the feeling part of this, like uh-huh. whether or not it's actually true, but if like you we make, make it, it yeah. if you make it true, then it is. So if like you're thinking, oh my God, it's the full moon and I'm ha- going to have surgery, it's going to be epic. Like there's going to be some magic that's going to help yeah. help me heal or something. It is magic. Probably that might be a thing. I mean, we know that the, there is like the power of the mind is really uh-huh. strong and we're able to, people do like crazy things, like heal from cancer and stuff because they believe it. You know, there's those, that, what was it, on uh, um, that Gwyneth Paltrow documentary? Oh, yeah, the Goop. Yeah. Goop. On Netflix. Yeah, where they're talking about the power of the mind. And so sometimes it's like we might be manifesting it, but it doesn't make it less real. Mm-hmm. Like she it's just brought real. Eddie Stern on for something. I love yeah, that. I, I love that she's, like, uh, well, that, a, like, he, relationship. He's a teacher. I know, he was a teacher. Mm. Maybe he's cool. Um, but <laughs> nonetheless... It, it, well, it, yeah, my normal, but like growing up, my dad was a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. And he always used to say, oh shit, it's a full moon. These kids are going to be crazy. Like I, he even, I even heard that growing up and it took me until doing Ashtanga to be like, oh, sh- that might be why. Well, there's even like, you know, Luna, which like lunatic. So mm-hmm. Luna is like oh, Latin. Is that where it comes from? Latin for moon. And so like, there's a lot of like these, um, so it's like lunatic is kind of mm-hmm. like they cite the moon within it. So, I mean, the moon is very important. It's like, I mean, you, it's, so it's like, even if it was just like someone saw the moon and was like, oh, I bet that does something crazy to this place. Over time, it, hundreds of years, it just kind of becomes embedded into our psyche, I bet. Yeah. Well, in ancient Greece and Rome, philosophers believed that the water in the brain was probably affected just like the ocean tide is. They had believed... Yeah that whenever the moon was full, it would trigger strange behaviors in hum- humans. Mm. And that's all the way back there. So, yeah. like, it's deep-seated. Yep, super deep-seated. Well, even, so in, um, so when I was in India this last time, there was a solar eclipse. And cool. a lot of the, the people in southern India, like, they won't even go outside during the eclipse because it's, like, this really powerful, magical stuff. Like, they stay in, they stay inside and do puja like for like the whole time so it was like it's like bad energy to like go outside so like we here did we you like go outside i actually slept all the way through it which is crazy interesting it was in the morning and it was that like that sounds about right <laughs> well i really wanted to get up and and see it would it you have like, gone outside yeah because like i, I know outside. but it's just like yeah it's well, just i was also like, like living by myself so it would have been like yeah been difficult for me to stay inside but so you did your version of puja Slept. I slept, yeah. But that was, it's like, it was in the morning and it was like, you know, we were at, um, we were at, I think it was my Sanskrit class. And Lakshmi. Yeah, Lakshmi was like, well, everyone 
things are going to be closed tomorrow morning, so get your food or whatever. There's oh. al- there's also a thing about like not leaving food Everything out. Everything shut down. Yeah, yeah. But it's also like leave not leaving like food out. Like they, I can't remember what it was. They sprinkle on it, but it's supposed to help preserve it. Otherwise, like the food will go bad if it's out during a full moon, during the eclipse. Interesting. Yeah. Was it nutritional yeast? No, it was for oh man. extra. I think it was. It B1, was. A, no, I think it was. Um, I'm like kidding. Just an herb, like basil or something. Huh. I can't remember. I'm just that's totally See, wrong. That's those things that are absolutely finas- like fascinating. So delightful. I yeah. love it. It was it was great. And I wonder if it's true. I wonder if it actually works. I don't know. It's magic. I hope. I don't know, but there was um you know, there were some girls that I hung out with that were from India and they were talking about how their how their mothers did the same thing, like would put like an herb really? they called it or maybe it was rosemary. I can't remember. You should look it up. I'll you look have it a computer. Up. Or someone someone should just like if they remember what it is. I don't know. I feel like it's yeah. gonna be difficult for me to like Google that, but DM us, slide us. Yeah, slide send into us a message DMs. if you know what it is that they sprinkle on top for food to go bad. Or anything that we've said wrong, like always. Oh, there's <laughs> Please multiple things that we've said wrong. I know. So but that's feel okay. free to correct us. We will well, feel free to share and you know be nice. No, you don't have to be nice either. Just you know, please be nice. Chime into the conversation, and you can be mean. Let's to Patrick, talk about Ashtanga. But, but there's all those like kind of like in you know I don't I want to like learn more about this, but a lot of the stuff with the lunar calendar mm-hmm. and the astrology and the Vedic astrology and stuff, all those you know significant planetary um, events. You do certain there's certain like um, pujas or certain things that you that they would do in order to like. And there was always a reason. It was one of those things that you're like, you're like that kind of makes sense. Well, we're going to convince somebody who knows all about this to come on and talk to us about it. Oh, my God, yes, please. Yeah. What was it? There's something this year where I think that even though we don't really practice it as a society in the West, I feel like there's this, like, leftover stuff where, like, around full moons or something, we still kind of have this, like, oh, this is a big deal. Like, people yeah. saying, like, Oh my God, on Halloween, there's going to be a full moon and people uh, are like, I'd love that. Or like on Friday the 13th, if there's a full moon, it's like something terrible is going to happen. You know, so there's uh-huh. still some of this like, you know, bad luck, good luck type of stuff there's that an we aura do. around it. Yeah, there still is. It's sort of like left over. And you see that like kind of go all the way back to some of these like old traditions that people mm-hmm. that people did. And you're like, it's And that's cool why I love Ashtanga because it's so traditional. It has so many traditions in it. And this is one of them. And this mm-hmm. is one of the fun ones. Yeah. Because moon days are the best with a good a good day off. I feel like all of twenty twenty has been a full moon. Seriously though. Yep. I think that the beginning of the year that uh that eclipse or was it the end of last year? It was like in December, I think. Yeah. The like I think the solar eclipse like set us that up was for like a for like it was like a, a sign. Yeah. What's the what's the word for it? Like a um bad omen or something mm, i hope not i hope not too but it, d- it was very very symbolic for how this year it's gone you know yeah a little bit so what is something that you like to do yourself on moon days i mean honestly i like to sleep in well so i <laughs> so so this is i guess this is how i view a moon day okay. i don't view the actual moon day being the time that i get to have fun i view it as the day before the moon day that i get to have fun because usually you have to practice the next day on the actual moon day. So, like, I button it back up. 
What? You don't have to practice on a moon day. You don't have to practice on a moon day, but you have to practice the day after the moon day. Oh, right, right, right. So you don't have to practice the day before. So it's pre-moon. Right. So it's moon day eve. Mm-hmm. So that's when I have fun. Yeah. That's yeah. when I'll... That's kind of what we do. I don't we drink beers, but drink a couple beers. Yeah. Like, I think that... Yeah, because it, it's like you don't have to practice in the morning. So that makes sense. Yeah. So that's why we have moon dates. So do we, is there a... We have to have moon dates again when things open back up for sure. For sure. Do is we, there what? Is there a... um? Like, do we know... So from what I understand, when a moon day... The, what determines a moon day is like how close it... Or like when you take off of practice is how close the moon happens. Ooh. The peak of the moon. So this is what I have heard. Is it depends on... Like, within a 12-hour period of, like, the moon hitting its peak, whatever is closest to practice time, that's when you take off. So, say if it was, you know, at midnight on the night before when it happened, then it's, like, four hours or five hours until you practice as opposed to, like, I don't know. I can't do, I can't do math right now, but... 18 hours or something. Mm-hmm. So then it would be like the next day. But then if it's something like, um, and there's some, sometimes where it's, where it happens like kind of strange, like on a strange point. And sometimes people will look at it and it'd be like, if it's at one o'clock in the morning, um, like if it's, it'll just be like on what day it falls. Like some people will just do it on like what day, like actual, Technically. Can I read you a snippet that would probably help solve this? Yes, please. Okay. So why does Joyce Moon Days sometimes seem a day early? We use a Indian astrology system of calculation rather than a simple astronomy calculation. In this system, the period of time prior to the point of the moon becomes exactly new full is considered as the moon day. Furthermore, the day is considered to begin at sunrise rather than midnight. For example, if the moon is exactly full on a Tuesday at 3 a.m., Monday is called Monday is called as the moon day. If it becomes full after the sunrise is on Tuesday, then the Tuesday then Tuesday is called the moon day. Hmm. Okay. I don't even think I digested that. I don't know either, but I, I see kind of what so looking at sunrise to, su- to like, well, what happens at nighttime? I'm not sure. Sunrise is the beginning of the day, so it goes from sunrise to sunrise. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, because there are, there are some shalas around that practice that put the moon day on a different time, and that must be what that is, because I think that our studio or our shala, it is like on what the technical day is, or whatever is closest to practice. Uh-huh. I think I think that's how they, they do it, whatever is closest to practice, but I'm well, not It's the time sure. period that it takes for the moon to traverse 12 degrees in the sky. Thus, there is 30 phases of the lunar calendar um, in one complete lunar cycle. Hmm. Due in part to the elliptical path that the moon orbits, the length of each... Um, phase varies significantly and begins at varying times of the day. So hmm. it's it's always up in the air in that way. Um, That's, well, like they also like vary in duration from approx- approximately 19 to 26 hours. 
That's interesting. So yeah, I wonder what we what we use for it. It's probably just like the almanac or something. Uh yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think uh, at least in the West. Yeah. Mostly, um, yeah. So some shalas will go by the traditional Indian calendar, and some will do it by just like the Father's al- Almanac or something. And what loosely gets termed the full and new moon days are actually the fifteenth and thirtieth of this Indian astrology system. Interesting. Yeah. So some people do. A Follow that, whereas some people follow where the moon is closest to your location in the world. Mm. I'm not sure. I just basically follow whatever any of the main shawls online say. Yeah. Or I whatever, what whatever Taylor's do. like. Yeah. This is the day we take off. I wonder what most of them do or if like most, if it's just the West that practices that way or if like, mo- I don't know, like most of the shawls around if they do the Indian calendar or not. I would love to hear. Yeah, tell us what if you guys know or if you just kind of like maybe ask your teacher what they do or how they base the their moon, you know. Mm-hmm. So moon days are just fascinating. I don't know anywhere, any other, um, I mean, I'm sure there's some other practices that I don't know about that do that, but like the most like mainstream, like no one ever, you don't think about that kind of stuff. Yeah, does CrossFit take moon days? I don't know, but I don't know if CrossFit's around, really going to be around much longer. Well, they just got sold. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's yeah. just another topic that <laughs> I'm going to get into. 2020. 2020. Um, but I think that they are trending in a better direction, um, just to put that out there. Um, but, yeah, I don't uh, – I can't think of any other, um, you know, workout system or any type of system. Probably – I'm probably going to get shit for calling it a workout. Um that uh, does observe these holidays. Well, that's a that's a whole topic for another podcast, probably. Well, I think I think it's well, fascinating because I think that Shtanga, workout or spiritual yeah. practice, or can it be both? I think it's both, but uh, we'll discuss later, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. Um, it is fascinating to me that this is a fun way to program in recovery days. Yeah. And it's like so it, whether or not it's true. I think that this is a wonderfully magic way to brand a recovery day. Yeah, I agree. It it Why gives sort of magic. Yeah, and it gives it gives yeah it gives a little like um, like little specialness to it, and there's like a reason to like rest your body, and because we do such hard practices uh-huh. all week long and all month long, so to have a little extra break is really good for the mind and the body, because especially when you're going through like a lot of stuff like emotional stuff sometimes that like extra day off practice around a moon like this happened for me this last week is a really nice reset to kind of be like okay you know like so things like leading up to it, it's like if you kind of are caught in a cycle of something a moon is a really good time to kind of like break that and there's different things that people do sometimes around moons that have nothing to really do with ashtanga although i'm sure there's some things that are ashtanga related mm-hmm. but people will do like a easy like moon day practice or they charge their crystals or they set an intention or all that kind of stuff yeah which I think is really um depending on what moon it is and so it's like a good time to kind of like recenter yourself back on like your inner world to kind of like setting intentions yeah like a new moon is like a, a good time to kind of like it's a like new birth of like something new and so I like to always look and see what these different astrologers kind of like say about what this moon means and what the moon means well and I absolutely love when you send those things to me because it's 
it's so cool to see what they're saying about it and how it's going to affect and what kind of intentions you set. And I love that kind of stuff, like the tarot cards and the like astrology stuff, because but it's I don't really know if I just believe a, any of that. well, the way that I look at it is it's a way to kind of like have some introspection or reflection. So it's like you read it and you see like what parts of your of it that you like identify with you're like oh that's happening for me or I feel that or it's like kind of not really or maybe it shows awareness and so it's like it's all interpretation right and whether or not it's real it's probably beneficial to take a second and to look at these things and to like even if you're reading about it and they prompt you to do something that that allows you to look at something so it's nothing wrong with like a little introspection and self-care some journaling or like some like what setting an intention for like okay well this next two weeks or month I'm going to focus on this. Like, I think that's really a good it's, mental practice and emotional yeah. practice to have. Yeah, I mean, I think I've always, like, kind of had this, like, air of magic of stuff, and so I do kind of have this, even though it's, like, there's no scientific thing to back it up. It's always, like, it feels real or I just enjoy it, and so, like, a little bit of, like, magical, unexplainable stuff in my life is always something that I like because I don't yeah because I don't really feel like things can always fully be explained by science like I mean I am all about science so don't get me wrong I'm not like one of those people and if you are the the people I'm not judging you but I, I do believe like in like factual stuff but I like to give a little room for mystery in life because I think yeah. that you can't explain everything and just because there are some things that are coincide I think it I think it tells the story I think that like it tells like the baseline of a story and then from there we kind of like interpret based on what we um it's like it, it's like the skeleton for what's going on I guess right but everything in me says that you can't explain everything just because there's a very practical mindset that I have yeah and I don't really have a very practical mind I mean I do but but, but I think that uh I think believing in magic or believing in that little you know fairy dust like I, I have a arm full of fairy dust uh, I have a tattoo of it, so it's like I want to believe in it. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, I would either, it's either you do or you don't. So, all right, I don't, well, <laughs> I don't know at this point. Okay, that's. Fair. I would like to. I would like to hear what Eddie Stern has to say about it. So you're still trying to find science to like define to back it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want. I want some. I want some hard evidence to kind of confirm this. So that you feel belief. safe to believe it. Yeah. No, I'm I'm just like, yeah. But I mean I grew I believe I grew up thinking that like fairies were real up until like I was maybe twelve. So. They are. Nonetheless, I don't care whether or not moon days uh have a an effect. I do believe that they do. Mm-hmm. But I'm all for them. Just because like even if like, it, it's a funny little meme or a funny little, uh, you know, thing amongst the Shanghai community. Like, oh, it's a moon day. I'm going to go eat a bunch of pizza. I'm going to live it up. I'm going to, you know, like, kind of, you know, do all the things that I don't do. Be just because, like, you, you know, um, a dedicated practice asks you to be a little bit more buttoned up. But I do believe that, you know, when you actually boil it down, like, taking in some extra calories, you know, resting a little bit more. Like, these are all great things for recovery. So whether or not you're doing it on purpose, like, honestly, eating probably more pizza than you should or eating more than you should, like, in that case, it's going to be beneficial to recovery. Yeah, and I mean, so, you know, I can't go on without mentioning that, like, probably, like, some eating disorder stuff. Like, there have been some, like, I've seen some conversation online about, like, you know, 
the like the bad thing about saying like eating all this stuff and that's triggering for people and that may be true and so like do what you it's like you have to do what's best for you I think this is just like not only in Ashtanga but in a lot of other sports when there's a like recovery day usually Mm -hmm. it's you eat a lot of food to kind of like refuel yourself because you're expending so much probably more than you even realize that you are and you're going out throughout your day you're doing a hard workout this is a very practice. demanding practice. Yeah, it's physically demanding. And then you're going, maybe going to work. Maybe you've got kids you got to run and chase oh. around, all that stuff. So it's like sometimes, like, if you're like me, you forget to eat sometimes. And so, like, there's probably a deficit there. And you need that extra, like, rest and refuel to kind of – and there's a lot of different, like, uh, you know, performance uh, – what, what do I say it? Performance-based studies kind of on, like, ath- on athleticism uh-huh. that, like, is, this is beneficial. I mean, when it I is. was a swimmer – that was a thing that we did. We would like we would uh, start to. Um, You'd carb up pasta. Yeah, well, we would like taper at, uh-huh. up to a race. So, and during that like maybe week of time, it's like we would add extra drag to our swimsuits. We would eat a bunch of carbs, and uh-huh. the night before a meet, it was like, or the day before, maybe not the night before, but the day before a meet, you would eat a lot of food to like kind of refuel and get your body light, and then right. you go to sleep, and your body would recover, and then you get up and crush it you know and so like that was just a and so i think that's like a thing that's that, a tradition in swimming yeah so it's like if you want to approach it from like the magical stance of like the moon affects your mood and there's like thing dark spirits or whatever like things that come out and like that define that we all go through or if it's like you can find it from like a scientific way of like well it's a, probably a good time just to rest and ways. recover it works both ways it does so moon days and, you know, some people don't like to take off on moon days, and that's totally cool, too. That's interesting. Yeah. Also, before we move on, I also want to say that if you want to get sensitive about me talking about eating and stuff, I've also am recovering from an eating disorder. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can say whatever I want there. <laughs> that's true. So let's just keep it real. You're like, I can do this. Well, whether or not, it's like everybody go deal with your own things, go see a professional. But Yeah. Like, I'm sensitive to the issue. Yeah, you are. You are. You were just mentioning the fact that certain people, they have trouble taking off on moon days, which I find to be a bit of a problem in, like, workout addiction and things like that. You know, I've gotten myself into trouble pre-Ashanga, even during Ashanga at certain points, that I don't feel comfortable taking days off. I think I'm going to lose everything when I take a day off. So, like, if, say, like, there was uh, there was programmed in, you know, you know, I took off on a Saturday, and then Sunday's a moon day. I'm going to go fucking crazy just because, but it's good for you. Yeah, I think it's kind of, I think it's cool you say that because it's, like, challenging that, like, discomfort. Like, for you, you kind of just want to plow through it. Like, that's your tendency. And to, like, kind of make yourself is, like, makes it probably more important for you to take those days off. That's where the work is. Yeah. And, like, for me, like, I sometimes, I are on the other side where sometimes I struggle to do six days a week or five days a week. Like, I'm more... Um, believe it or not, like sort of lazy about my practice. And so like when I'm on it, I'm on it. But if I, it's kind of, I'd sort of do the same thing, but I'd have a tendency to like give myself a lot of excuses to sleep in. So I would sometimes do the opposite. When I first started practicing, I didn't take moon days off because I was really afraid. You didn't? Mm-mm. Because I was like, I know myself and I get, I, I don't want to, I don't want to stop this cycle and not build right the there. habit. That is my number one belief in life is momentum. You build momentum for everything it is the best thing you can do. And you were scared that you were going to lose momentum yeah. when you took those days off. Yeah. So I'm also the same way. Like I, fr- I firmly believe like I'm building momentum. I'm going to lose everything. 
I think but in, like, you in, can't look at it like that. And I think like I do think it's also depending on where you are within the practice. Like yeah, hundred percent. I feel like beginners, it's probably okay, especially when you're still building up in like working your way through primary. Like it might be okay for you to like continue to do a light practice. And sometimes there have been times that like on a moon day, like I felt like I needed to move and I'll do something like oh, do a few I, I'll sun do salutations. Sun, yeah, yeah. You know, I usually I, do on. Yeah, and so I think like, like it's. Stretch. Like, you can pay attention to your body on stuff, but, um, you know, I think... in First rule. First rule. That's, like, my favorite rule. But, um, like, if you're feeling like you need to do something, like, you know, do it. I don't think... No one's going to come after you and say, like, you're, like, a bad astrongi if you practice on a moon day. Like, I hate it. I hate it when people do that online for... And I've done this, too, but, like, I've as I've, like, progressed or matured, if you will, within my practice, like... Saying like, oh, well, bad is strongy. Like maybe outside of like a joke, like I'll still joke around, I guess. But yeah, it's a funny joke. I know. Quit being so sensitive. <laughs> so sensitive. Um, but kind of like you know, saying that I think is it goes like against um, what this practice is, and it's supposed to benefit our life. So if you're doing something that's like outside the the guidelines or the rules, like I really think that all of the things that are set within this method are really just guidelines and, you know, best practices, if you will. And if that doesn't work for you, like some, some people will take, will take off. Some people won't. Some people like, it just kind of depends on you the do students. You. Yeah. You do you at the end of the day. It, but it is. I'm going to take my holidays. Yeah. I'm going to take a rest. I need it. My practice is hard. I need an extra day off. And I need a day where I can, like, eat a bunch of food. And it's okay if I feel terrible the next day. And I'm <laughs> going to get after it the other, uh, you know, the other days of the week. And when there isn't a moon day. And I'm going to be dedicated to my practice because discipline equals freedom. Yeah. And I think, like, you know, for people that are, you know, in various stages of, like, recovery within all of the things, like, it might be... You know, which a lot of people do use. Uh, that's another topic for another day. But yeah. the use of Ashtanga for uh, as a recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And as like modality. a Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of those things built in that can help challenge your um, the things that you're working through, like taking days off or like listening to some to like, you know, kind of submitting, quote unquote, to a teacher or to like the rules or like the structure is in place to help create some balance and so I think like all those things are there for whoever needs it and if it's something that's not important to you or there's not going to or is going to negatively impact your life then like don't do it you know well I I guess the only thing I can say is have the confidence in yourself to take a rest day yes yes and if you don't have the confidence in yourself and you're struggling during that rest day that you took off contact me and I'll talk to you or you know have the confidence to say like that's cool that you want to do that. I want to practice. I'm going to go my own way. Uh, I'm going to practice because maybe I missed two days this week because something else came up in life that, you know, or maybe like my kids didn't allow me to practice on Monday or Tuesday. So it makes sense for me to actually practice on this moon day. And that is more than okay. Yeah. Go, go knock out some poses. I just think like with everything have you fun. do in life, it's good to have like a structure to go back to for when yeah, you do a it's little lost. There. It's there for you when you want it. Nonetheless, I'm a, I'm a lover of moon days. Me too. They're my favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, moon dates. Moon dates. Let's have a moon date on July 4th. July 3rd. Okay. All right. Deal. Okay. Deal. So the next moon day that's coming up is, like we mentioned, it's July 4th. What is the moon? Look it up. 
I think it's the 5th. Let's see. July 5th. Boom. Wow, really? It is July 5th at 12.44 a.m. So what is the moon? So the moon is a buck moon. Oh, that's so cool. I love deers. Why do you like deers? I don't know. They're cool. And they there's like uh, Celtic folklore. Celtic. I have a Celtic. 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 Okay, so it's a buck moon. It's a buck moon. Okay, and it falls on July 5th. July 5th. So does that mean July 4th is Moon Day Eve? Yes. Cool. So Sunday Sunday is off. Is it 12.44 a.m.? So that's Eastern time. So Central will be 11. Okay. So it goes back. So there might be some people on the West Coast that will take it on the 4th. Huh. Well, I wonder what. Or if you do the Indian calendar, it might be also then. Indian calendar probably would put it on the 4th as opposed to the 5th. Because the sun hasn't risen yet. That wouldn't, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, well, um, where we practice is, it's the 5th. So that's wonderful. So we get mm-hmm. to celebrate um, the American holiday and we get to celebrate, you know, a moon day, the buck moon. Mm-hmm. Take a couple of days off. Yep. It was, the strawberry moon was last time. Mm-hmm. I missed that. That's cool. Does it say anything that you should do for the buck moon? Um, there's no, but I'm sure there will be. I can probably share it on like our page or something when before we post this. What to do during? Oh, there's this whole thing on Google. It's what to do during moon phases: full moon, new moon. Waxing gibbous, first quarter, last quarter. So that's so interesting. Thunder moon. Wait, why is it called thunder moon? I don't know. Yes, exactly a week later, the full moon of July called the thunder moon will rise up in the skies. Why is it called the thunder moon and mine calls it the buck moon? Well, it is the buck moon, but they are calling it the thunder moon for some reason. I'm not sure. Isn't there supposed to be a lunar eclipse? I don't know. It was either this last time or this time. I think it was this last time. It is also called as the thunder moon because the frequent thunderstorms taking place during this time. Ooh. So it's old school. So this whole thing of working with the moon phases and this, whether we move instinctively with lunar rhythm or must choose to synchronize ourselves with free will, if we want a broader support for our activities, it makes sense to keep Luna in mind. She offers temporal windows for beginnings and endings and for everything in between. She's a consummate teacher of process. That's cool. Dana Gerhardt. Gerhardt. Nice. That's a cool quote. Yeah, I like that. So it says, the first phase is the, so the new moon, acknowledging goals, write down a to-do list and think of what you'd like to create. It's the time to speculate on new projects, clarify one's intent or make initial contact. Bring ideas into consciousness, but launch a little later. Wait till the first quarter to take action. And then second phase, the crescent moon, so it's during the two weeks of the waxing moon, Luna's light is increasing and she's building her form. Crescent moon is the time to start projects and add actions to intentions you made during the new moon. Gather energies to help you on your way. Bring new things, people, and relationships into your life. Energy is building. And then the third phase, the waxing moon, getting brighter. So focus on really accelerating the accelerating the progress of any projects you're working on picking up the pace sound and the acknowledge 
of sound and the knowledge of what you're building and working towards. It's essential to make forward strides really catch into the abundant growing and power of the moon and the momentum that's underway. And then the fourth fourth phase is a gibbous moon. The gibbous moon is three days before the full moon, so we're building up time of fruition and maximum energy. The moon will soon be its peak, so now is the time to be constructive, adding to what's been building over a week. Then there's the full moon, and it's time where we're naturally accelerated energy Emotions are heightened. It's a great time to give thanks for things that have reached fullness and also consider what we can now let go of. Mm. The sixth phase, this decimating moon. So it's like the full moon to new moon. The moon's light is decreasing. She's losing form. It's time to let go, release, retire. Introspection is favored. So more internal themes. So removing anything from your life that's no longer serving you. This might be discarding of old habits, saying goodbye to toxic friendships, closing Close. a business. Huh? Close. Close. Yeah, I should do that. Leaving a relationship. It's usually not considered the best time to start a project during this time. It's more about tying up loose ends and filing things away. Mm. Seventh phase, last quarter. Second to last phase of the moon. During this time, you want to take those loose ends from the last cycle and really, truly finish up. During the time from the new moon to now, you will become aware of certain things in your life that could be released. The last quarter gives us fantastic energetic support to release and break neg- negative patterns. And then the eighth one, the basalmic moon, or dark of the moon. The basalmic phase is there for 72 hours before the new moon. During this time, it's in its dark moon phase of the lunar cycle. It's a really good window to take time out to meditate, contemplate, and completely wind down. Close off, really let go, and go inward. This is the most introvert stage of the cycle, and privacy is paramount as you clear your head before launch into the new cycle. It's time to get ready for the next phase. So I think this is kind of cool because it's like... Oh, they break it down? Yeah, because it makes sense, and it's like it gives structure for, like, how you're approaching your month. You know, it's like mm-hmm. a way you can kind of, like, plan your month out, you know? like Yeah, it's another way to look at it. So it'd be like, you know, if you want to start a project, like, and then you have, like, okay, by this time I need to be thinking about this and thinking about this. It's kind of like that internal processing of, like, okay, like, I'm at this point. What I need to let go of, what's serving me, what's working, what's not working. You know, like, I feel like during, during like, if we give space to, like, all of these phases within our own life within, like, a month, like, imagine what we could kind of actually get done. Yeah, once you put structure around it. it yeah helps i love this i might start doing this please do i will and then report back i will also something that's going to be really cool is the fact that the fireworks will have a bull moon backdrop (gasps) wow that's going to be really awesome so all of you guys who are in the west go out look at some fireworks and also look at the full moon and enjoy your moon day yeah 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 all right well we'll see you on the later okay bye goodbye